Robson Civil Projects. Robson means subdivisions, retirement villages, road, rail and bridges. That's local infrastructure for 60 years. Welcome to Saturdays on the Coast on SEN Track. Yeah, good morning. We're live from Shelley Beach Golf Course. Another stellar day on the New South Wales Central Coast. We're overlooking the party hole, the 18th, and uh, it is finals time in the NRL. It's grand final time in the AFL, and I'm surrounded. Uh, clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Uh, everyone's wearing a South Sydney Rabbitohs hat, except for Michael Buton. Not everybody, my friend. Not everybody. Although I will say that I did tip them at the start of the year to win the comp. Um, I'm not so sure that they will... Win the comp, but they are in there with a big, big chance after enormous performance last night. Great effort from the Rabbitohs. Yeah, right alongside you, socially distanced, is uh, Jess Grimwood, yes. uh, who is a South Sydney Rabbitohs fan. How are you feeling? Oh, glory, glory, Steve. It's a good morning. I feel the vibe. I hope we get a chance to beat Storm. That's that's what I wish for. That's my dream come true. Yeah, look, before we go to our first guest, let's roll this in. Uh, you said glory, glory. It's the perfect segue into this, the South Sydney theme song on this Saturday morning. <laughs> Marching as one at Suncorp Stadium. 36 to 16 winners. Oh, South, do it. South Sydney. Mm-hmm. Through to their first grand final since 2014. What a performance last night. Weren't they good? Yes. Wayne Bennett, super coach. Everybody join in. Glory, glory to South Sydney. <laughs> glory, glory to South Sydney. It's one of the great theme songs. I'll tell you what I have learned in the last few weeks. Are you tone deaf? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I cannot sing for the life of me. But, you know, I just him a bit. At least you have a crack. I have a crack, yeah. Karaoke is not my forte. And it's uh, AFL Grand Final Day. We are, let me have a look. First bounce is 7.15 at Optus Stadium. Can you believe it's in the West for the first time in history? It's moved away from the G. Troy Luff joins us, who played in an AFL Grand Final against the North Melbourne Kangaroos. Luffy, good morning, mate. You've demanded that your first guest on the show. <laughs> you've, you've bumped Tony Clark off the perch. Good morning, mate, and how are you feeling on Grand Final Day? Uh, good morning, guys. Well, it is the most important sporting game of the year in Australia. It uh, supersedes any mm. other sporting contest, as we know. So why shouldn't I be first? <laughs> yeah, but, you're um, right, mate. I it is the most uh, important thing this weekend, anyway. Oh, look, it, it is. I mean... We've only got to look at the crowds that go and watch AFL under normal circumstances compared to other sports in Australia. The television audience <laughs> worldwide, how many people Here watch it. It's number one, as we know. But uh, and, you, and you mentioned yeah. Steve in Perth for the first time and hopefully the last time as well. Um, the, I, that I've got to say that gorgeous. Oh, yeah, Luffy's been beating the same drum for over a decade with us, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah, about the crowds and all those things and whatever. But, uh, you know, it's the oh, same old, same old. They are facts. We know. Luffy, how's it going to uh, play out today, mate? How is it going to play out? The Melbourne Demons 57-year drought. The Bulldogs had a big drought prior to 2016 when they took out the premiership. Um, two teams that are very, very well supported. Um, which way are you leaning, my friend? 
Uh, it's going to be a fantastic game. And two, well, realistically, they were probably number one and two for the year. And the, Wall, the Bulldogs stuffed up a little yep. bit come the end of the year. And, and it was basically the minimal amount of percentage that kept them out of the top four. And I think the, you look at the, the, the side that they both are going to field today, they are so even. And we've had a very lopsided finals campaign. They've, there's been a couple of close games, but generally they've been floggings. And we saw last week just how well um, you know the, the Western Bulldogs can play against any opposition in Adelaide. They absolutely belted them. And I think the game itself today, it, it should be even. There's, there's no doubt across the board it should be even. And if you ask what, what I think, I just think Melbourne, they, they've been up there all year. A lot of the other top teams have faltered throughout the season, whereas Melbourne, they haven't. They've just been solid. They've, they've got probably the best midfield in the competition. And uh, I, I think if you look at the Brandline medal, it, it showed that with Petrarca and Oliver taking so many votes off each other and, and both of them polling so well. Um, and that not to take away, obviously, from Marcus Bontempelli. I, mm. I just think that, that they, they play similar styles of football. And Melbourne, they, they are the tough nuts. You know, they get the hard ball. They run and run and run. And I think that may be the difference today. Uh, Luffy, one of the key ins uh, for the Doggies. Uh, I love the way this young guy plays. Cody Waitman is back in. No, he is. And, and you've got to feel stiff for a couple of the players that were left out of the side. But just uh, just the way he attacks the ball, and he's, he's a fantastic mark. He can take a grab, as we saw just before he got injured. And I think it, it would have been a tough decision to leave him out. Um, and Keith also comes into the side, so two changes. Um, and I, I think the, the, the jack-in-the-box of, of a couple of the players, Bailey Smith, for one, for me, who has surprised a lot of people this year. He's, he's gone about his business in just such a... I don't know, in a nonchalant fashion and has got better and better as the year's gone on. And often a lot of these young guys, when it comes finals time, they, they falter. They, they just haven't got the experience. Whereas Bailey Smith, he's proved everyone wrong, not only just kicking goals like week after week, but just the amount of possessions he's gaining. And you know, he, he may be a little bit of a, a little bit of a smoky for the Norm Smith for me today. Mm. Hey, Luffy, uh, next question's coming from Jess Grimwood, but I'm not sure that you'd know that with uh, Bado Bay AFL Club, which is you know, just a couple of minutes away, <laughs> she was the best and fairest player at Bado Bay uh, in 2020. Come on, Steve. <laughs> what was she known as? It was the Bulldog? Or... Oh, I think she was known as Grimmer. Gr- oh, right. No, what? Hasn't she, what, you referred to her as something the other day. Oh, no? Kamikaze. Oh, Kamikaze. Right, gotcha. oh, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Luffy, don't listen to them. I want to take it back to the conversation about the grand final there. Location. I mean, that Optus Stadium is incredible. What do you think is going to be the chant? Are there going to be more D's fans or are they going to be Bulldog heavy in that um, spot over there for the grand final? I think being in Western Australia, there's only a small following for either side. Like in, in all interstate clubs, they have small followings. The Swans have a small following in Perth. So it's just going to be basically footy fans going to watch the game. I, I, I think if you went and counted of the 60,000 people, how many are actually Melbourne or Western Bulldog supporters? I think there'd be 10,000, as in 5,000 mm. of each. That'd be it. I think the rest are just going to be supporting football. And, and everyone will walk in going, right, I'm going to pick Melbourne or I'm going to pick the Bulldogs. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's just 50-50. I just think 
there's going to be that many people at the, at the game just to support footy. And, and for the opportunity to see a grand final, tickets were snapped up in a flash. Once all the members bought their tickets, I think it was seven minutes that the remaining 20-odd wow. thousand tickets were sold. And, uh, you know, and, and that's how much they love footy in Perth, just as much as they do in Melbourne and just as much as they do in Adelaide. And, you know, if, if, the, if the ground held 150,000 people, they'd fill it today, just like they would in Melbourne if they had a, you know, 150,000 ground stadium. It, it'd fill without a problem. Hey, Luffy, have you got thoughts on a week off uh, after the prelims, uh, because there's been a lot said about that. And also I want to get your thoughts on Norm Smith medalist Joe Hannison, who uh, has retained his spot. I mean, he was on the fringe, wasn't he? But, uh, boy, I mean, you know, he was a superstar when they won the flag in 2016 and uh, gets another chance in 2021. You know, I think with Jason Johannesson, that a couple of years ago, especially when they won their last premiership, he was one of their key players, and he has been for such a long time. But this year, he's been overtaken by a lot of other players in similar positions. And, and that happens. You know, you, you can't remain on top forever. And, and he's, I, I believe that he has kept his uh, spot in the side because of who he is, not because of his form. And I think he's got finals form uh, in the past. And I think the coach would have looked at that and, and thought, you know what, we need that experience. And, and look, I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be his last game. I think players like that would would rather go out on a high if whether it's a win or a loss you know to, to go out at the ultimate game rather than just drag on and and be dropped in the side and then end up having to retire and so i think yeah he'll go well and what was the first question steve you asked two in a two in a row there <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the first question remember? was uh, what are your thoughts about that that week off because it means oh, the yeah. d's have played one game in a month yeah no uh, Normally, it's at the end of the season. So they've had to adjust things because of COVID. Now, if they didn't have the two weeks off, the players may not have fulfilled their quarantine obligations. That is what it was for. So can you imagine if they played in Brisbane? Okay, just just an example. They, they The prelim was in Brisbane. The Brisbane Lions won. Now, if you travel to Perth from Brisbane, you you have to quarantine for two weeks. So if they played a prelim in Brisbane the week before the grand final, that meant that after the grand final, the Brisbane players would still be in quarantine. And so can you imagine winning a grand final and you have to spend it in your hotel with only your teammates? So that is why they had the the buy before the grand final. Normally it's at the end of the year, which I totally agree with there. Uh, Luffy, I want to touch on this earlier this week. Port Adelaide superstar Ollie Wines wins the uh, Brownlow medal with a record count. Your thoughts? Oh, what an amazing count it was. And and well done to the AFL. They actually shortened it. Normally you're dragging on to about 11 o'clock at night before you get to get to the winner. But they, it was just after 10 o'clock. And um, they, they raced through it. They did a fantastic job to have four players poll 30 or more votes is obviously history breaking to start with but it just shows that some of these plays were so good throughout the whole year so any of those four players would have normally won the Brownlow and Ollie Wines who finished off with two and one votes in the last couple of rounds to to, to finish off a fantastic you know I I personally wouldn't wouldn't have thought he had that good a year but it goes to show that if you dominate in a side as he did, that you're the one that gets most of the votes. Whereas you look at Melbourne with Petrarca 
and Oliver and obviously Max Gorn is they didn't they, they all dominated, but you can't give yep. them all three votes, and so that was the difference. Um, same with with the Western Bulldogs, Marcus Bontempelli who dominated. There were other players like McRae that would poll votes here and there, but he was the dominant player. So yeah, it would look it was a fantastic night. Well done to Ollie Wines. Hey, uh, we're going to get your tip in a moment. Who you? Th- think we'll win this one, but I've just found this on a website about Troy Luff. Extreme? <laughs> Possibly. Eccentric? Probably. Uh, having worn jumper or Guernsey number 57 in the reserves, the tall blonde utility was given Guernsey number 34 when promoted to the seniors, and despite being asked a couple of times to move lower in the numbers, he refused. It was like, this is me. I'm going to be Guernsey number 34. I wasn't going to give it up. I mean, who writes this stuff, Luffy? Oh, someone that knows a lot about footy, obviously, so and a lot about me. But look, I, I, and on that, I did get asked many times to change my number. Uh, I, was, I was offered number two, which was my actual um, number at Nelson Bay for the Marlins there, and I was tempted, but you know what? It's That was my jumper. That... You know, that number is on the locker, and number 34, with my name underneath it. Now, if I changed it, it's not the same. You don't play all those games in the one number. And that was my first game, and that was my last game, and I'm still wearing it today, you know, for the last 30-odd years. I'm still wearing the same number. And now my... I can, I can tell you, I've got a couple of numbers that, uh, you know, were super special to me. Started in four, played in six in a grand final side, undefeated season. I wore 16 for a couple of years at senior level and then finished in nine. So it's a bit of a superstition. And sometimes there's a fight at club level. Over the numbers. Who, yeah, what are you, Grimmer? Ooh, number seven if I can, but most of the time number ten for Bado. How does it work, Luffy, when you get to a club? Do they just designate you a number or do you get to the option at various stages? Well, at AFL level is when you first turn up, obviously the players maintain their same numbers mostly throughout their whole career. And Mm. you just have to, whatever's available. So if if number 28 is available and, and, you know, okay, we'll give you number 28. When you're a high-profile player coming to a club... Like, as in, just say you're, a, you're a, an Isaac Heaney. Now, he was given a low number straight away because they could see his potential. You know, they're not going to give him a number 48 and then two years later he might change to number five. You know, um, same with Keller Mills. He wears number 14. Now, that's the most famous number throughout Swan's history. Bobby Skilton and Paul Kelly, both Brownlow medalists. So mm. he was given that number knowing he has the potential, you know, to be a, a gun player, and that's what he is. So... You know, a lot of it, you don't get a choice, um, but you also do get offered numbers. Now, when you're talking about local footy, like even at my club, you know, our Division 1, there's only two players that actually retain the same number every game, every year. I have to get my jumper specially made because I'm not wearing any other number, whereas, whereas most blokes just turn up and grab a number out of a bag and don't really care. Yeah, well, when I played in the Ovens of Murray, here's an example. Uh, so I was 18 years old and, uh, you know, playing with the famous Albury Tigers. I think I was number 42. I'd have to go back. I've still got the, the Guernsey. Still fits. Gets over the top of the rig, <laughs> as we know it now. Luffy, uh, who wins? Who wins tonight in the West? And uh, what a fantastic game it's going to be. Look, I think I- I'm going to go for Melbourne. Like, as I mentioned last week, there's not many clubs now that have long droughts. <laughs> for grand finals and if Melbourne win it's going to only leave St Kilda they're, they're one and only premiership 1966 people people forget that Melbourne dominated back in the 60s and 50s they won 6 out of 10 grand finals they've won 12 grand finals mm. in total but 
They've only played in, in I think, 2000 was their last grand final. They got absolutely belted. I think Melbourne's defence with May and Lever, they're very good at intercept marks. They haven't got a strong forward line, the Bulldogs. Norton, obviously, is fantastic down there. But I just think the defence of Melbourne will cut out um, their forwards. Fritch and McDonald up forward. I think uh, Ben Brown is a concern for me in a finals game, but he's only got to bob up with a couple. So I, I, I think Melbourne. I, I really do think Melbourne. I think Bailey Smith is my little smoky for the for the Norm Smith. Um, he, I actually read this morning that he's got the third most followers on Instagram. He's got 280,000 followers on Instagram behind wow. Dusty yeah. Martin and Buddy, Buddy Franklin. Like, it's unbelievable. And if you ever look at him, he's, he's ripped. He's got a rig. Uh, and, uh, and and one one thing I hope one thing I hope we don't see is what Basil Zemplis suggested was the crowd to stand up and applaud for a minute for all us states in lockdown. That is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard. We, you know, we, we want to shove it up. We want to shove it up, Mark McGowan, as it is for being an arrogant premier. But for Basil Zemplis, the mayor, to get there, it's so condescending, if you ask me. <laughs> Gee, don't hold back, Luffy. Hey, let's rise as one. We don't, talk, we don't talk politics here, mate. No, no we do not. On, on this show, because Steve-O's wanted to tee off a couple of times. Uh, but uh, well done, Luffy. Thanks so much for everything you've done. Uh, look forward to catching up, you, ca- catching up with you at Star of the Sea, the five-star resort, when you're up here for an extended break, courtesy of Michael Butner. <laughs> I'm we'll looking forward to that in 2023. Don't worry about that. So. <laughs> yeah. Have a, Troy have Luff, a great Troy. final day and go the storm. Yeah. <laughs> Troy Love joining us, superstar. Uh, we're nine minutes, uh, nine hours, 54 minutes and 45 seconds away from first bounce in the AFL grand final. We'll catch up with a local superstar in a few moments. Uh, Mark McVeigh, who played his AFL footy around about five minutes from here at the Kalani Val Bombers. He's next on Saturdays on the Coast on SEN. Robson Civil Projects. Robson means subdivisions, retirement villages, road, rail and bridges. That's local infrastructure for 60 years. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast on SEN Track. From Shelley Beach Golf Course, uh, one of the wonders of the world. It just looks absolutely spectacular this morning and we can see the ocean. Jess, surf was pumping late yesterday. That's my intel. Hmm, I heard. I was at work, actually, but I heard the reports and there was waves everywhere. Yeah, there's nothing worse than getting those reports. I was at work, too. Hey, uh, I saw some shots, uh, some snapshots of your work. Mm. Were you hanging off a building in the CBD? Yeah, I was. Jeez, <laughs> like, yeah. what's going on there? It's, a, it's just a nice little bit of work. I get on the ropes and the rigging every now and again, and we do some maintenance on the outside of the high-rises. So yeah, how many floors? We uh, look like you're on about the 28th um, floor. You know what? I think you are almost spot on, Steve. I think we were on the 27th floor. Hey, uh, just before we go to uh, local superstar Mark McVeigh, uh, the surfing has been on in California. We've got an update from uh, uh, a place that I've been lucky enough to go, and I'm sure you competed there in your illustrious career, Huntington mm. Beach. Yeah, so the US Open of surfing is on, and it's the first of the new Challenger series for this season. So it's a massive event. It's pretty much a championship tour event. Um, qualify for next season and we had two Aussies left in it last night of course Macy Callahan and Philip Anderson from Newcastle and unfortunately they lost their round of 16 
heats and didn't progress to the quarterfinals, which is a bummer for them, but they were against some local San Diego um, ladies, and it's so hard to beat those girls and the local girls in those conditions because you would know Huntington is such a precise way to surf, and local knowledge is just um, really, really priceless there. It's so hard to surf that wave, and, yeah, you've you got to be a local pretty much to make it through. Well, the girl, the girl Sawyer, who defeated Macy Callahan, she's mm. a 15-year-old. Yeah, so she's from San Clemente, which is, I think, just a little bit to the south of Huntington. And, um, yeah, Sawyer Lindblad, she's been... She, I, I wouldn't say she's not as good a surfer as Macy. She's not refined. She hasn't got that massive explosiveness and the grace that Macy has um, through her championship to a competition uh, career. But she had that local knowledge. That same thing again. They do this thing called the Huntington Hop through that inside section. It pretty much goes flat. And then they line up the end section for that final manoeuvre and Macy just couldn't make that connection. And that's where that local knowledge comes into play, Steve. And you said we might go live to California on next week's show. Mm, yeah, so <laughs> everyone's been really tied up because they've gone back to back with that, um, the Trestles finals, and then they've had a QS 3000 event, which was last week. And then they've got this US Open this week. And then next week we can call in, talk to some of the girls before they head over to Portugal for the next event and to some of the commentators as well. So. Hey, uh, let's go live to uh, this guy. Absolute mm. superstar. Played his junior footy just down the road. Let's rise as one. He played in a grand final against Brisbane. The great Mark McVeigh is uh, on the line. Good morning, mate. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, well, well uh, I know you love Buttes and I know you love your NRL. Uh, Last night, we were watching South versus Manly, and, and then we'll get your thoughts on the big one, Melbourne versus Western Bulldogs, later on today. Yeah, I did watch it. It was great. Um, I'm, I'm not too far away from where you guys are right now anyway, so I live very close to the golf club. But, um, yeah, no, I watched watched the game, and, um, yeah, it was, it was uh, South went through, which was great to see. But, um, yeah, I think uh, all eyes are on the AFL today, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be a big game tonight uh, over in Perth. Uh, I guess when you look at Mark, uh, Melbourne taking on the Bulldogs. Mate, what are going to be the key matchups uh, that you're going to be keeping an eye on uh, that will make a difference in tonight's uh, grand final? Oh, I think when you need to, when you break down the game and, and how both teams will operate today, I think it's a battle of the midfield butte. So I think... Um, yeah, they've got superstars through uh, that line in, in either side where you've got the captain of the Bulldogs, Marcus Fondapelli. Uh, you've got mm. Max Gorn, you know, arguably Melbourne's um, best ever ruckman. Uh, you've got Petraka, who's a young superstar who rolls through there. Um, Tom Liberatore and Clayton Oliver and all those players that you mentioned fe- featured high up in the Brownlow medal count. So mm. you'd have to think that that's where it's won and lost today. Um, you know, I know... Obviously, through my role with the Giants, um, you know, we, we, we always have to battle against their midfield and it's a massive challenge to beat both midfields. And I think today it's going to be, or well, tonight actually, is going to be uh, nothing less of a great game inside that battle because they're both tough, they're both skillful, and they both can run really hard. So it'll be interesting to see. Mark, what are your recollections uh, of your grand final day? And you, you played one of the greatest sides of all time, the Brisbane team. But you know, how would the players be feeling in the West right now? Because it's a massive build-up to the first bounce. Yeah, it's just one of those those days that um, you know you're either it's going to be the greatest day of your life or the worst. And um, in terms of your professional sporting career, but. Um, Look, I think they they would have had a huge week. I mean, the build-up's always big and everyone speaks about it. And I'm not sure 
how their build-up was, um, you know, in Perth as opposed to Melbourne. I know they, um, I know there's been um, a lot going on over there. Um, it's a huge footy state, as we know. They absolutely love their football. I know there's a lot of a lot of things going on, but I think I think waking up this morning, they'd be really excited to get out and, and see what it's all about. And you need to turn up in the right fashion, and um, that'll be up to both coaches to get their players in the right frame of mind. But um, I think uh, both teams deserve to be where they're at. Um, I got a close eye on it. My my cousin Lockie Hunter is playing today in his second grand final. So we we as a family we're looking at that. That's dad's sister's son. So we're all looking to see if he can uh, hold the flight, hold the Premiership Cup up today. Mark, I'd be interested in your thoughts from a, a player's perspective and also a coaching perspective. The week off leading to the grand final, they do it in the NFL. How this has obviously benefited the Bulldogs because they've been able to get a couple of players back into their squad. Uh, and, you know, Beveridge yeah. obviously had to make that tough decision. How would you have found it as a player? And, you know, now that you're part of the coaching staff at the GWS, how would you find it leading into a game or into the biggest game of the season having that week off? Yeah, so 2019, obviously, we, the Giants, we played in the grand final and, um, you know, we went, we sort of finished uh, around that sixth position and had to go all the way through um, without a break and we loved that. We thought it was, um, you know, that continuity to keep playing, um, to keep rolling on and it also depends on where you list that and where your team's at. Um, mm. Some people are, some people and some players and coaches are sweating on that week off to give some of their key personnel that week to recover, which is, which can be good. Um, I think what happens is when you do have a week off, though, um, you've got to make sure you maintain your training standards, which is always a difficult one. It's a fine line. Um, yep, you can, on one hand, you say we can get some rest into our players, but we want to keep them on edge, and how do we do that? So there's a fine line there between able to do that. Both both coaches, um, you know, would be experienced in that area. Both um, have obviously been involved in grand finals as coaches and players, so they know exactly how that would look. Um, and, and in the end, it comes down to your staff and, and how they think the group sits at that potential stage. So both teams would have pr- obviously come into the game with di- different preps. Um, there's been a few injury clouds over the Melbourne players who um, needed the week off and said they needed the week off and they feel fresh to go into the grand final. So we'll know in the first 10 minutes uh, with the attitude and, the, and where they're at. Um, I think most big games are at NRL or AFL. Um, the first 10 minutes tells a lot of things. We're talking to uh, Mark McVeigh. What a player. You know, uh, when you see hangers taken or speckies in the AFL, Mark was a specialist. In fact, uh, when he finished playing, I can tell you he uh, put on the boots for Kalani Vale. I think one day in front of the clubhouse, he's kicked one from maybe about 65 out, just a torpy from the boundary line. What a superstar he's been. Uh, I just want to say, Mark, for your family, if Lockie is to win another flag today. I mean, that would be two family members that have hoisted the AFL trophy, which would just be remarkable. Yeah, it's pretty It's, it's pretty amazing. I think, you know, with Jared obviously um, being able to um, win it in 2012 um, as well, which is great. So I think um, you know, Lockie, Lockie is an important part of the Western Bulldogs lineup and has been for a long period of time. So... Um, I know Dad's sister will speak to this morning. He's pretty excited um, about it all. And all our cousins in Melbourne are all sitting back who obviously would be there, but they're all um, sitting back in their lounge rooms uh, looking forward to watching it. So, you know, obviously the AFL has been a huge part of our family for a long period of time. It continues on with Jared at the Swans, myself at the Giants, and Lockie still playing. So uh, it's a big day for everyone. It's great. Yeah, and uh, I've got to say, mate, that... um 
I am biased, everyone on this show will tell you, but I, I really feel like the Giants were unlucky against the Cats. You know, just the moons weren't aligned. Uh, Toby got rubbed out. A couple of other players were injured at the last minute. Uh, you know, you probably had about at least half a dozen uh, walk-up starters who missed that game, but yeah. you must have been incredibly proud of what the group did uh, despite of all of that. Well, we're away for 75 days from family and friends and, and, and your own home, mm. which was uh, took a huge toll on, um, not so much on the players. You know, you play the game, you get paid well. Um, but the staff that were there, we you know we had to you know, put our families to the side for a long period of time. So to be able to um, rock up each day, um, continue the energy, the momentum, uh, get the players in a good position to be able to compete, especially after we lost the first three games of the season and then get right through to the finals, beat Sydney in a cutthroat <laughs> final, in Tasmania, then stay in Tasmania in Barb Bugle Golf Course for two nights, then travel, travel again and play. It was a huge effort. So over in Perth, so uh, we're really proud of them. Uh, you know, difficult in the circumstances of players not being available. We think we would have been good enough to maybe be a bit closer if we did have those players. But what I can say, I think the future is really healthy of the Giants, as it is the Swans, but it's really healthy of the Giants with a lot of young, new talent coming through and players who we thought could potentially be really good players are starting to show that now at around that age of 24. Yeah, and that win in Tassie, that was epic. Uh, Jess Grimwood, uh, best and fairest with Bat Bay in local <laughs> AFL. you got the final question for Mark McVeigh. Yeah, Mark, I'd love to know your tip for tonight. Who are you backing? Who's going to take out that trophy at the end of the game? Uh, hey Jess, yeah, well done on that. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I think um, look, I'm, I'm, I think the Bulldogs can get it done. I think they can surprise everyone. Um, I think their weakness is their back line, so they're going to have to really be uh, tight in that area to compete against um, you know the the likes of that Melbourne forward line. But I think the Bulldogs midfield with Bontempelli, um, Bailey Smith on the wing can get it done. My Norm Smith is Bailey Smith. I think he's a 20 year old young superstar. If you're watching today, his ability to cover the ground is as good as anyone. He'll run about 17, 18k today, which is massive. Um, and on that ground over there is huge. So if you can, if you can uh, keep your eye on him out in the wing there, you can't miss him. He's got a long, long mullet. Um, he, uh, he's the one that I think can win the Norm Smith. He's a young, exciting player with unbelievable skills and um, has a has a real calming influence on the group at such a young age. I think he can get it done. Mm. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, let's let's stand as one. Uh, standing O for uh, Mark McVeigh, one of my all-time favourite players, just the way he went about his business. And, uh, Mark, well done, mate. Best wishes to you and the family, and thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Great listening to you guys all the time, and enjoy your weekend. Mark McVeigh, we're running uh, horribly late for the news. Let's do that now. We'll come back and talk some more NRL in just a few moments. Saturdays on the Coast on SEN. Robson Civil Projects. Robson means subdivisions, retirement villages, road, rail and bridges. That's local infrastructure for 60 years. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast on SEN Track. Coming to you live from Shelley Beach Golf Course uh, overlooking the 18th. A little bit of an onshore breeze at the moment. Would that be correct, Jess Grimwood, as you... Uh, uh, like, are you on social media? I hey, am absolutely she's done not some on research. social media. I'm just researching some of the AFL history that I need to catch up on. So, I don't know, Butner's given me a little bit of an education on AFL history. But it is, mm. it, it's been onshore from the get-go this morning. Hey, uh, by the way, text line 0477 736 736. That's 0477. 
736 736. Uh, the open line, 1300 42 15 33. 1300 42 15 33. How are you feeling if you're a Rabbitohs fan? Look at you, Jess. Can't wipe the smile <laughs> off your face. Josh Kind, our technical whiz, also a Rabbitohs fan. Your dad was texting me last night, uh, Chris Kind. Uh, back at headquarters, I think Adam Staples is there. Adam. How are you feeling this morning, mate? I know you're steering the Lamborghini back there at headquarters, but uh, how are you feeling after a massive win last night? Oh, look, it was it was great to see that uh, South could go out there and finally, um, you know, go one better into the big dance. But you know, they need to do one one more um, and get the job done against the Storm. Look, uh, you know, obviously they've had tough games against the Melbourne Storm, so it's going to be a really tough game, but there were plenty of positive signs last night, if they can clean oh, that hey, Hold on. <laughs> Mate, have, have I missed something? Is this today Sunday? Because I think the Storm play the Panthers tonight. Gee, you're making an assumption here. Yeah, yeah. What, what about you, Jess? Uh, I, I, my father-in-law goes to the Storm, like, absolutely crazy Storm fans, so we're, we've been texting back and forth, and we want that Storm Bunnies final as well, so that we, we've got a big chai latte bet on it, so, well, you know, six Wants to try lattes if if your team wins. Yeah, what about uh, Josh Kine, uh, lifelong Rabbitohs fan? <laughs> I mean, I think I'm with, I'm with Jess. I'd, I'd like to see us beat the Storm, but I don't think the chances are. I don't, I don't know about the chances there, but it'd be good to see us beat the Storm. Yeah, I, yeah. I, so I, I can't believe he hasn't got his jacket on today. Yeah. Man, uh, what about the stapler? I can hear you want to jump back in. Yeah, I was just going to say apologies to all the Penrith fans. I just can't see the, uh, the, the Panthers getting it done against the Storm. They've been too critical, yeah. but you never know. You never know. Hey, uh, guys, due to the uh, wonders of modern technology, we've got uh, the US president. He joined us last week. He's back. Uh, he's back to intro mm. our next guest, and uh, let's go live now via satellite to the US president. I want to thank uh, that fellow down under. Thank you very much, pal. Yeah, and on that note, let's go wow. live to the guy we call the benchmark, or now that fella pal. down under. Oh, pal. Yeah, Man. Tony Clark, good morning. <laughs> good morning, boys and girls. How are you? That's a wonderful intro, Steve. Hey, well, mate, uh, how are you feeling this morning? Uh, I know you'd be fairly depressed. Uh, Seagulls, hmm. oh, they were their own uh, worst enemy last night, weren't they? Oh, they were. Well, unfortunately or fortunately, we kept having a power outage in the in the second half, so I didn't see too much of it. So I think I was quite lucky. But uh, so disappointing, that first 40 minutes. Uh, you know, like, they just fumbled and bumbled their way out of the out of the competition. You know, they, they completed, I think, at less than 56%. You know, so you, you, you're not going to win a local game of footy at that. So, so yeah, no, that, that, they'd be really disappointed in, uh, you know, to finish their season on that note. Clarkie, I'm sure you're really surprised um, because I think if we go back two or three weeks ago, in fact, we probably should have prepped uh, Staples here in relation to uh, the uh, audio, but I think it was straight sets, as I recall, <laughs> that the Rabbitohs were going to go out. How are you feeling about that now? <laughs> yeah, great, great prediction. <laughs> yeah, no, great prediction. That. Yeah, no, thanks very much. That's why I've been taking off the number one spot by Luffy, is it? Now I'm back to number three. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, I, uh, Michael, I'm, I'm full of admiration for what they've done, but I, I didn't think they had the temperament to, to be where they are. I really didn't. But I think, mm. I mean, and, and let's be honest, as soon as they lost Luttrell, I mean, you know, the, the confidence in them was uh, shot. But what about the young Central Coastie and young Blake Taft? Oh, like he's just, he's like, no, I think good. it was his seventh game. It's like he's played 70. You know, he's out there. What about that pass? So, and by uh, the way, we've, we've, we've tracked down his dad, yeah. uh, Darren Taff, uh, because... 
Someone's got to tell the commentators that he's had a long history here on the Central Coast, TC. Like, they just keep saying he's a La Perouse junior. And it's like it's been obliterated from history that he did some of his finest work with Berkeley Vale. Yes, I know. It's so frustrating, isn't it? I spoke uh, to one of Michael's teammates, the, the great Willie Lachin, during the week, who's helping us with the North Sydney Bears. And Willie was coaching the North Sydney under-20s and, and came up and watched Berkeley Vale and Arimba, saw the potential in him, took him down to North, and, uh, of course, the, the rest is history. You know, it's, um, But it is. It does frustrate you that, that, that he's not recognised um, you know, from the Central Coast because it's just a, a wonderful story. His pass last night to Alex Johnson yep. was as good as it gets. Like that, it beat uh, Jason Saab yep. just from the pass alone. Yes. It was actually right on money. And, and, you know, boys, someone in the Telegraph uh, rates the players. Now, Blake Taft got a 7 out of 10 for his game last night. He had two passes, TC, that were so technically brilliant. The pass mm. Butes just spoke about. And the tip-on. And then, then there was a tip-on in, in the second half that was just beautiful rugby league. Your thoughts? Oh, yeah, no, he, 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 his skill level's quite incredible. I, I, I thought he was probably, you know, minimum eight out of ten, uh, actually, the way on, on, on what I saw of the game. He's, uh, he, 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 he will develop now because, as you said, to have that natural passing game and that natural skill uh, is huge. You know, a lot of that's uncoachable. You know, you, you can't coach that, and he just has it in, uh, in spades. Yeah, he had a lot of magic. I feel like I saw that a lot with the South as well. He just had, oh, he and the rest of the team just had so much magic. And, I mean, Manly still got over the line quite a few times and they were disallowed those tries. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, the first one, just, you know, it was only 6-0. But, but again, you know, Tommy dropping the ball over the line. I said, yeah, you know, credit to, credit to the Rabbits, uh, you know, defensive efforts. But um, I, you, you could just see... That, that, as I said, if you're if you're completing it at fifty percent, you're not going to win a local game, and, and and that's what beat them. And, and unfortunately, but again, give some credit to to the pressure that um, you know the the, the rabbits were uh, were building throughout the game, and especially that first half. Yeah, and when when Manly look like they may claw their way back, a couple of their back rowers are pushing passes on the second tackle. Like, yeah, what, the, what would Desi's message have been? Actually, it's one thing that I love about this final series. You've got three of the coaches that have won multiple premierships, yeah. and, and all three of them, you could mount an argument that they're some of the greatest coaches of the modern... Well, they certainly are. Wayne Bennett's in his 10th grand final. He's won seven. 92, 93, 97, 98, 2000, 2006, and 2010. You know, <laughs> well done, Ray. Man. Well done, Ray, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, you know, hey, there's hey, so many stories. So Wayne's press conference last night, absolutely outstanding. He was open and honest. I think it was a Wayne Bennett special last night, TC, uh, a, a finals match built on relentless pressure. Oh, 100%, Steve, 100%. I, I, did, I didn't see his press conference, but I, I got a text from my brother this morning, and he said that Des spoke beautifully too. I mean, they're just, you know, ornaments to the game, aren't they? And, and their records speak for themselves. But Wayne, you know, talking about Rain Man there, Michael, uh, Wayne is, is heading uh, for the first ever coach to, to win three championships at, uh, at three different clubs or to win a premiership well, at, at three different clubs. Imagine that achievement. You know the other thing, and I heard this last night, and it was uh, going to be either way with um, Des or with um, Wayne Bennett that these guys will be in grand finals 
across five decades. 87. <laughs> yeah. Right? Wayne Bennett yeah. was involved and with the Canberra Raiders. 90s with Broncos, <laughs> 2000 with Broncos, 2010 with the Dragons. St. George Illawarra. Right? Yeah. Rainy yeah. night at Stadium Australia. Yeah, and we're hey, talking 2021. Hold that thought. We need to go to a break desperately. TC, can you stay with us? Yeah, certainly. Yeah, the benchmark with us, Tony Clark. Uh, it's Saturdays on the coast. Uh, the text line 0477 736 736. Open line call with any of your thoughts about South Sydney, maybe about Melbourne and uh, Penrith later on today. And also the AFL Grand Final, absolutely huge. The Doggies up against the Demons, 1300 42 15 33. Saturdays on the coast on SEN. Robson Civil Projects. Robson means subdivisions, retirement villages, road, rail and bridges. That's local infrastructure for 60 years. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast on SEN Track. And the South City Rabbitohs, the mm. first team through to the 2021 NRL Grand Final. I'll tell you what I've loved is that all of the coaches, including Des Hasler last night in his post-match press conference, have... Uh, been raving about the National Rugby League and what they've done to keep the game we love running in Queensland in 2021. Yeah, look, you've got to say, we're very fortunate. And, you know, we've been in lockdown here for, what, 12, 13 weeks now? Right? There was no way they were going to run any other competition. And thankfully, and as much as she's been criticised... Um, Anastasia? Palisha, yeah, Anastasia <laughs> up there. You know what? She has enabled the NRL to keep this game going and to be playing in front of crowds. We've got our semi-final up there. We've got the grand final up there next week. You know what? You've got to take your hats off to, you know, the Queensland government and also the NRL for, you know, providing us as fans of this great game the ability to watch this week in, week out and to be entertained the way we have been. Hey, uh, by the way, my, my great mate, Ash Gavinlock, who came on the show a few mm. few weeks ago. From Rocky. Uh, yeah, from central Queensland. Now, he sent me a message last night. He said, Steve, I love the show. Mm. And he said, we've done Brisbane to Mackay, so it's 915 kilometres each way four times. Rockhampton five times, 615 kilometres each way. His tip is for the Dolphins to be the next team in the National Rugby League. Whoa. Whoa, what, what, a, what, a proud, what a scoop. Proud history with uh, the late, great Arthur Beetson who played there, Petros Vinasiva, Daly Cherry Evans also came out of that Redcliffe program. Mm. Uh, TC, mate, uh, give us your thoughts on the big one this afternoon. In my opinion, Melbourne is a juggernaut and they'll win next week in a thriller. But how do you see it? be great to see uh, an afternoon game, actually, won't it? Um, mm. The key to it will be how much petrol uh, Penrith have left after that epic game last Saturday night. You know, that's something that uh, I think we'll find out in the in the, in the the first few sets um, because I just believe that, you know, the Storm's power game, you know, with and without the footy, uh, you know, will, will just uh, overwhelm, overwhelm the Panthers. Oh, I, f- I feel that the Panthers, you know, I, I know that people are talking, wondering whether they've got enough gas left, whether, you know, they're running on fumes. And I, I think about the fact that, you know, these young guys who, whilst they've had that experience in Origin, the back end last year, uh, Origin experience this year, they there's a difference between experience, right, and, and getting those big games under your belt, but also knowing how to manage that workload, and the demand on the body, and I think because they are so young, I think that's the hardest part, Clarkie. 
Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. 100% correct. Again, the thing, and you alluded to it there, Michael, I think the Panthers' composure is going to be critical because you can imagine that the storm, they'll just complete high, they'll kick for field position, keep the ball in play. You know, they're going to build pressure, build pressure, build pressure. If the Panthers stay in that game, you know, if they go and set the set with them with high completions too, you know, they're, they're going to put in, and they get to the 20, 25 minute mark and they've gone set for set, you know, they're going to be right in the game. But they need the confidence in their ability to be able to achieve that. You know, I, I think if, if, if we do see a game like that, the first one to blink, you know, it, it will we'll pay, you know, a, a very heavy price for it. That, that's what yeah, I want to see. Panthers, you know? yeah, TC, hang loose. We're off to the news. Uh, stay with us. We're going to pepper you with more questions. Also in the second hour, Hayden Knowles, the trainer to the stars with the Penrith Panthers. He'll join us around about 10.30. It's Saturdays on the Coast on SCAP. Robson Civil Projects. Robson means subdivisions, retirement villages, road, rail and bridges. That's local infrastructure for 60 years. Welcome to Saturdays on the Coast on SEN Track. Yeah, back live at Shelly Beach Golf Course overlooking the 18th and uh, just looking at a couple of golfers. It looks like very nice uh, approach shots here from both of these golfers and, you know, they're they're strutting around the, the green, Tiger Woods style, I'd say. You know, obviously they're really happy with their seventh and eighth shot, being a couple of feet from the hole. So that's awesome. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Steve, hey, uh, are you trying to take over the one-man show again, I think, turning all our microphones off? Well, I'm a control freak. And, and, and on that note, let's roll this in for all the uh, Rabbitohs fans on the Central Coast this morning. Uh, South Sydney through to a grand final for the first time since 2014. Glory, glory to South Sydney. Glory, glory to South Sydney. Glory, glory to South Sydney. South Sydney marches on. Yeah, I tell you, they were superb last night. A little bit of luck with their first try, but then after that, their pressure was relentless. And uh, so many good stories. Uh, Adam Reynolds, last game coming up next week for the Rabbitohs in a grand final. I'll get your thoughts on that in a moment. Benji Marshall, through to a grand final for the first time since... Since 2005. Did I tell you, like, I played with Benji for two years. I taught him two things, how to flick pass and how to step. <laughs> right, can you imagine how good he would have been if I had more years with him? Like, who hey, knows? I don't know. Let's, uh, Seriously. Let's go back to Tony Clark. Uh, TC, mate, did you read the article by Paul Kent the other day about Lionel Potter? Because last night the Rabbitohs wore black armbands in memory of the legendary trainer at South Sydney. I did read it. It was a wonderful uh, story, wasn't it? You, you, uh, behind the scenes story that you didn't realise. I mean, he was on the wrong side of the tracks, but has played such a, an important role in the rabbit. So, uh, you know, a, a really well written article. Clarky, I was just going to touch on you in relation to the Dally M's. And, you know, it's a big part of our season, finding out who the best player for the season is. Uh, Ivan Cleary leading after round 19 by one point from Tommy Trebojevic, but we do know Tommy Nathan, had him. Nathan Cleary. Oh, Nathan, yes. <laughs> Nathan Cleary leading. Uh, um, they look the same. By one point. However, Tommy had a big back end of the season, mate. You, I would imagine that he would be favourite going in with the final five or six rounds. Oh, I think so, Michael, because as you said, it was just a standout performance, um, you know, from those last four or five. I mean, Nathan was very good too, but I, I think that the the smart money would be on Tommy to be crowned um, 
the, the, the best player this year. Hey, uh, TC, who wins this afternoon and uh, by how much? And then who goes on to win next week? Uh, again, uh, I, I, I think Melbourne, Steve, as, as I alluded to before the break, I, I think their power game will be just too strong for the Panthers. Um, I, and I believe they'll go on and win the, win the competition next side. They'll beat the Rabbitohs next week. Yeah, TC, uh, we might have to get you here next week. Uh, you know, maybe you can oh, break out of the bubble. Yeah. Because I know you're in the bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, well, it's getting, getting me out of the garden at the moment, so the bubble's pretty hot. <laughs> so, well, any boys, any time. The great Tony Clark joining us, a multiple premiership winner here on the Central Coast and uh, an illustrious coaching career uh, in Sydney, also with Newcastle. Spent time with the Manly Sea Eagles. Mm. Hey, uh, look who's shown up. Yeah. It's Saturdays on the coast, um, and he's socially distanced, of course, so we've got to say that. Also wearing a South Sydney Rabbitohs hat, they it's are... the man known as the Badger, Mick Morley. Uh, Mick, what's happening? Good morning. Just finished my 200Ks. Is it really? Hey! You got there? Just, just done there. I've just done two laps <laughs> of the car park to make sure it was all, all right. All legit. I, so you'll look at it. You'll look at the stats, mate. 200Ks are up. Uh, That's a shame, mate, because it's the 1st of October, isn't it? So uh, I, I, I can't make that donation. <laughs> <laughs> I think your calendar's wrong, champion. Yeah, yeah I'm in, mate. I'm in. Good. Yeah. Great and, job. Uh, where's, the, uh, where's the Apple Watch? We, we need evidence. Oh, it's here. It's all here. It's all here. He's got so, the stats. Yeah, he backed it up. It's all here. Don't worry. Wow, we've got party poppers here and to I, celebrate. And, and, I, and I did the... Uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, well hey. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. The, Super uh, stuff, mate. What about the yeah. props? We've got props and everything. Yeah, yeah the timing had to be right. I had to get up. My, my, I, had a, I had a bit of an ankle injury two days ago, and I had to go and get 8Ks in so I could uh, make sure that I walked the 6. So I had 100 and, 194 up yesterday. So I made sure the 6Ks came straight to the... How, how do you yeah. get an ankle injury going for a lazy walk on the bike track? I rolled it. Just rolled off the track, mate. Oh, I was thinking, well, I don't know. And, I don't know. and since when have you been a Rabbitohs supporter? Since I was about 11 years old, I can yeah, remember. The Mighty Bunnies. Have well you done. been to a GF? No. No, I haven't. No. Well, <clears throat> you're about to go to one. I had a chance. I had a chance a couple of years ago, but uh, I didn't make it. But uh, you know, always been red and green, and, and probably come from uh, the old times because entrance high school, red and green, is the uh, that's oh, where yeah. I went to. So uh, we played the bunnies there, and yeah, but well, obviously been an entrance junior. We were the Tigers down there. So of all the grand finals at ANZ Stadium, 2014, even though they beat my beloved Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, to see men, women, and children crying. I've got to say, I because actually... Because that, that was a huge drought. I actually teared up myself. Like, I was there in the stands, and I got all emotional when they started playing the song, and I, was, it, I had flashbacks to 2001 and how I missed out on whatever else. But it was great to see and great to be a part of it, i uh, say. And, Mick, you've brought the FPOS machine for Buttes to donate uh, on the air. He's got the link, mate. He's got the I link. know the link, he, mate. I'll he, get it. He, it'll get done. I'll, I'll make it happen. I, all, I, I all, trust I, him. all I needed him to do was do the sonary case. He said he's <laughs> done it. <laughs> I'm a man of his word. I've got the proof through the break. I'll show you the proof. Yep. So, uh, and, and just a general general wrap up for the uh, they've raised about 1.5 mil so far um, wow. for prostate cancer to Australia. There's about 3,800 um, participants there were across Australia. So. Good on you, mate. Congratulations. Great it's, effort. Um, you, pretty good. It's well, you know what? I, I think your next milestone, right? <laughs> the fact that you've made 200 and it's only we're a week away or five days away from the end of the month. <laughs> I think 300 is on the cards. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw down the challenge. This is on every September. September is a perfect month to do this because it's weather's light, light in the morning. 100%. So I reckon we put an SEN team in next year. We yep. can do a team. We've got, look at these athletes here. Mm. 
You know, we've got ex, ex rugby league internationals. We've got Masters. Australian surf life saving champions. You've got surf, uh, surf, and then, surfing champions, and then you've got the Badger. So the, we we, wow. we can't we can't lose. I put an SEN team in next year. And we'll do a, a group one and we'll raise a little bit of funds. Uh, How's that? I'm in, mate. I'm Everyone's in. in. Jess is in. You're an ideas man. I, I've got I to am. say, you looked a little. You look a little fatigued. Oh, I do feel a bit fatigued. <laughs> 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 to be honest with you, I do feel. Uh, plus, I did. Uh, You're I, punching out these K's with a bottle of red wine, eh? Uh, oh well, no, I had a couple of sherbets last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, on that note, let's um, congratulations. Well done, buddy. Of Great job. Let's let's Thank go you. live to uh, Brisbane right now, and a man who's there. He's done more K's than the Leyland brothers. Ash Gavinlock. Good morning, mate. Good morning, guys. How are we? Yeah, yeah, we're well. Uh, made it look like a Rabbitohs home game last night. Uh, just tell us what the vibe was like at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane with South Sydney through to their first grand final since 2014. Yeah, 100%. The borough was alive and kicking last night, let me tell you. By about, oh, I think there was 20 minutes to go in the second half. There was plenty of seats for people to spread out in, not wearing a mask, because you don't have to up here at the footy at the moment. Manly fans were leaving in their droves. Let me tell you, Steve, watching the game last night was like watching a Bulldogs game in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Ash, uh, who, uh, who is doing my role at the moment? Uh, and uh, I've got to say, I heard him a few times last night doing a stellar job. Yeah, nowhere near as well, though. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, we, we had some rehearsals yesterday morning. Um, we had about an hour session together. I was, I was actually doing the pronunciations with him. Australia's Stadium, Australia. <laughs> we were getting those, rolling the words out. And I think Minty from far north Queensland, from Townsville, did a fantastic job. He's, was that pronunciations? Were they pronunciations or pronunciations? Well, look, look, Butes, let's not be f- cynical about it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a master. Yeah, he, correct. He can answer that question, you know. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Ash, uh, on another note. Australia. Uh, on another note, um, mm. just uh, last night we heard Des Hasler mention about the National Rugby League and what they've done to keep the game going in 2021 yeah. when all look lost. Uh, last week, Trent Robinson did the same thing. Very, very classy Des Hasler last night. Um, and, you know, it must, um, it must give you a warm, fuzzy feeling, yourself and everyone involved with the NRL, that we've been able to get to this point. 100%, Steve, if not 200%. It's been a great turnout. <laughs> There's actually volunteers up here from Newcastle, the Raiders, and and um, and the Queensland and the Broncos team as well. Been travelling around uh, Central Queensland, uh, Brisbane, Gold Coast, um, Townsville, um, all representing the NRL out of Sydney from an events, from a football operation, everything, timekeeping, everything. And it's been amazing to get to this. And without the support of those people. And the venues as well. Like, some of the venues we've been to, like, as I've told you off air before, Rockhampton, what a place. You would drive through it to Mackay any day. Yeah. Ash, I've got to say, mate, you you probably don't know yourself too well over the next two weeks because you wouldn't have had to travel anyway. You're based at Suncorp now uh, in in, uh, Brisbane. But when you consider you've travelled four or five times up to Rockhampton, likewise up to Mackay, like, the amount of Ks you have done... It must be a little bit of respite now for you guys and a big relief to, to be based now in Brisbane. 
Yeah, most definitely. Driving back last Sunday from Mackay, 11 and a half hours back to Brisbane, you know, 915 kilometres one way. One way. You know, that's not, you know, considering driving up there on 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 Friday, if you know what I mean, yep. for the match as well. So it, it, it's you forget how big Queensland is. <laughs> Yeah, and let's not forget, too, from the moment there was lockdown, Ash has been away from his family. He's got yeah. two two beautiful young girls. And uh, for our listeners that are thinking, you know, what does Ash do? Uh, Ash, paint a picture. So the minute you arrive... <laughs> he was hoping you were going to explain it because he's trying to work out what he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pa- paint a picture for us, Ash. Yeah, I left Newcastle once Origin was um, uh, removed from the Newcastle calendar on the Sunday before Origin, got up here on Sunday night, uh, Origin 3, Seabus Stadium, um, you know, was fantastic, it was great to have Origin in Queensland as a whole this year, it was something different most definitely, and, and you know, again, you know, people saw right and wrong about it, but the atmosphere, again, from everyone that came to all of the Origin matches was fantastic. So since then, we've been in NRL mode, ever since then, basing myself up at Caloundra, and let me tell you, Steve, Caloundra, God's gift to the Sunshine oh, Coast. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful spot. It's a fantastic so, so Ash, area there. The, the minute you arrive at the stadium, everything you see on the big screen is run by Ash Gavinlock, uh, mm. including, like, I'm there in spirit. Is that correct? That's correct. We, we did do a hashtag with Anastasia up here, bring Steve to Brisbane. Uh, it went viral for about two days. Um, we then followed it up with a GoFundMe page, but unfortunately I don't know if that went too well because they closed it down after an hour. Yeah. Right. Okay. Hey, uh, they couldn't justify, mate. Look, can yeah. I just say, Ash, um, congratulations, mate, on you know what you've managed to do, the sacrifices you've made, and you know I guess we back up uh, everything that Trent Robinson said last week, Des Hasler, and I guess the whole rugby league community in terms of you know we're very fortunate to you know going through these tough times down here in Sydney, Melbourne, etc. That we're able to see this game, and you guys have been a big part of making that happen. So uh, a big, big thank you. Are you suggesting Ash gets a standing out? Oh, I wouldn't get well, that far, but hey, congratulations, Ash. Ash, uh, you you sent us your thoughts on the seventeenth uh, team, and you think it's going to be the legendary Redcliffe Dolphins. Tell us why. Uh, look, look, Steve, working out of Redcliffe a, cu- a couple of games, I think it's the only club set up well in, in Queensland at the moment to to have a team. Uh, you know, they've got the league club, they've got the facilities there, they've got a great venue or ground, I should say, um, for, for rugby league. Um, there's plans in, in the works to extend the venue and so forth. I think the NRL will be mad not to give it to the Dolphins, most definitely, at Redcliffe. Yeah, Ash, pleasure to have you on the show, mate. And in a couple of words or less, who wins this afternoon? Who who meets South Sydney in the GF? Look, I was up at uh, Sunshine Coast Stadium on Tuesday and I did see the Storm training. And let me tell you, they're going to be hard to beat, honestly, Steve. Mm. I, I really think the Storm, I think Penrith are carrying too many injuries that aren't that haven't been reported. Um, look, it'd be great if it was Panthers, Rabbitohs grand final, but I think it'll be the Rabbitohs v Storm. Who wins it? You know, I'd like to see the Rabbitohs win it, but again, it's the next level up. It's a step up again. Like, the Rabbitohs played well last night against the Bulldogs. I mean, the, the Manly Seagulls. But, you know, they've got to step up again, most definitely. They've got to step up again. 
Yeah, great job, mate. Ash Gavinlock. Well done, Ash. I'm giving yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. I'm giving you guys. Standing over. I'll be, I'll be available uh, next week, um, live from the grand final. If you can fit me in, uh, give me a call. Oh, You've got that of course. Number. Yeah, fantastic. And, uh, of course, uh, next Saturday, this time next week, rehearsals will be in full swing at Suncorp Stadium. They'll probably rehearse for about, you know, anywhere from 12 to 15 hours next Saturday. Uh, it's top secret. Ash has told me who the entertainment is for the 2021 grand final, but I, I can't divulge it. Mm. It's, it's in the vault. In the vault. We're off to a break. This is Saturdays on the Coast on SEN. Robson Civil Projects. Robson means subdivisions, retirement villages, road, rail and bridges. That's local infrastructure for 60 years. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast on SEN Track. Yeah, welcome back. Overlooking the 18th at stunning Shelley Beach Golf Course. To the left of us is the first tee, the beautiful par five. In fact, yesterday for MBN News, we caught up with Jordi Garner, one of our favourite young golfers. He's 22. He's aiming to go to the tour school, so hoping to turn pro next March. That starts with a tournament at Twin Creeks in Sydney. And if he finishes in the top 15, he'll take on the best of the best from around mm. Australia. But he's already planning years to come where he wants to be based in Texas and start his assault on the U.S. golfing tour. Uh, by the way, on the par 5 first, he told us yesterday that he almost, for the first time ever, had an albatross. Wow. He, he had a three-wood second shot that finished centimetres away. S sounds a bit like your golf game, Buttes. Yeah. Probably not my second shot, though, unfortunately. <laughs> not my second shot. Probably about my fifth or sixth on a par three. Hey, uh, what about last night? Uh, the young man from the Central Coast has done it again. Uh, he's in for Latrell Mitchell. He was just brilliant. And I, I think you said earlier in the show, you think it's his... It might be his seventh game, but it's almost like he's played 70 in the mm. National Rugby League. Blake Taff uh, playing with South Sydney through to a grand final. His dad joins us on the line now, Darren Taff. Good morning, mate. And uh, Jess Grimwood's got the first question for you, and it's, it's a question that we all want to know this morning. Yeah, hey, Darren, and congratulations. I'm sure it's been uh, a proud moment for you to be watching on while he storms on through the grand final. But... Uh, what's the where the loyalties come for Blake with his junior career? Because we've been discussing it all morning. I mean, South listed as the entrance Tigers, and we've been talking about Berkeley Vale Panthers. So, where does Blake and um, the Taff family align his junior career to? Uh, basically, with, with me and his mother, we grew up in La Perouse, um small Aboriginal community on the um, eastern eastern side of Sydney, and uh, he played for La Perouse as sort of a four, like a four year old kid till about eight. But um, I was working in Sydney when we first moved up the coast, so we we travelled down every every weekend to have a run of footy. And um, yeah, we sort of once he got his mates at Bay 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 School, he sort of wanted to play for the entrance, but he was in a year above himself, so we ended up playing for Berkeley Bar. And he played with um, Pete Pete Johnson was his was coach over there, and um, yeah, he had a, had a year with um, Berker, and then um, he ended up playing um, a bit of touch with. Um, uh, what's it called, the Berkeley Vale Panthers, and he ended up playing with the entrance, going back to the entrance. So he played for the entrance for about 10 to 16, I think it is. And um, yeah, then he went back and played one year with Alex Moore at the Berkeley Vale in the first grade sort of situation, that's under 18s or whatever it was. And, mm. Yeah, so yeah. it's been three sort of teams, basically, La Perouse, Berker, and uh, the entrance <laughs> Tigers. 
Yeah, I love it, Darren. And uh, Pete Johnson actually coached my son, Corey, when he played at Berkeley Vale and has done so much for the local rugby league community. Uh, we were watching last night and we just wanted to tap the commentators on the shoulder and say, because they kept mentioning that he's a South junior, but we wanted to say, hey, don't forget that he played some of his formative years here on the Central Coast. Yeah, that was certainly the case. Now, Darren, I do want to touch on the fact that, you know, Blake's had an amazing start to his career. And when you consider... Probably the thing that stands out for me is his composure. I think we've seen over the last couple of weeks that he has made a couple of mistakes early on in the game, but it hasn't rattled him at any stage. Like, he's just put that aside, got on with his game, and made a massive contribution throughout the game. And I think that's a real credit to him and, you know, the coaching staff and, you know, the confidence they bring to him. The fact that he's got that ability, you know, it could actually rattle a young kid and... Um, could have been really detrimental to him. But to his credit, he showed a lot of composure uh, over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, well, he, like, he, he wasn't wasn't a great footballer at the beginning of, the, of his career sort of thing. And then um, he's touching his Oz tag to the Central Coast and like the Berkeley Bale rep with Shane Hayne and things like that. And uh, it just gave him gave him confidence to be... Maybe have a bit more time with the ball and play with the ball, and he, he couldn't make a development squad through the Central Coast, and he um, eventually made the um, like the, the uh, I think it was Harold Match and John Jules was the coach, and then Mark O'Mealy took him on in the SG ball, and Mark sort of just um, sort of brought him up into the front line a bit more with his touch sort of skills, and and uh, he just went sort of went from there, grew a bit of confidence, and he as he said he has got a bit of a um, what do you say? Um, uh, he shrugs, shrugs something off pretty easily. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you, he's got some great players around him, Darren, like, uh, you know, Cody Walker. La- last night after the game, seeing some of the players go to him and embrace him, uh, you sent me a message last night that it's just devastating that yourself and the family can't be there. But have you spoken to him since since the incredible win last night? I spoke to him quickly last night, and um, he said he was sort of just over the moon he's, he's like he's as he's, his word is surreal he can't believe everything that's happened to him like the he's, the, the man that just that's a dream he just keeps pinching himself thinking oh, when am i going to wake up sort of thing and that's the that's the thing that sort of keeps me focused up there you know the boys have got families up there he's got his um, partner up there now so he has got someone to talk to and lean on and, and go do things with the lifestyle he got up there being covered sort of free and but uh, his mother and myself and uh, sister and brother and uh, everyone would love, grandparents would love to be up there. Yeah, yeah, he's done an amazing job. When you consider, you know, Latrell Mitchell was suspended. He's come in to fill those shoes. And, you know, it's almost a case now of Latrell who, who, because the job that he has done, you know, the touches he had last night. Latrell who? Yeah, what am I talking about? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, well, I'll tell you, that pass that he gave. The, the touches he had last night were absolutely phenomenal. You know, the pass to Alex Johnson in the first half, the little tip on in the second half, Alex Johnson's uh, second try. It was absolutely brilliant. And they're just a sign of class. And I guess the future he may have going into 2022. And I know, you know, we're not talk- 2021's far from over. But, you know, it's going to be exciting times for the Rabbitohs. Um, he's just positioned nicely for what could be a, an absolutely phenomenal uh, start to any career. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he's pretty lucky. He's got some pretty good mentors there in you know, the, the super case, Wayne Bennett and JD and mm. a lot of, a uh, lot of lot of praise he does give to a bloke named Ben Hornby, which you uh, you probably know played with the Dragons, and yep. he's a lot smarter than you know, people make out. And 
obviously Katie, Latrell, Reno and um, Benji and Cookie, they're all sort of he's getting to know them on like a personal note instead of just as a professional note now. So he's sort of getting that little gist of like having a joke with him and them having a shake with him, sort of things like that. So it's um you see, he seems to be coming out of his shell a bit. You know, like I said, he, he does not, not a lot of things bother him or matter to him. Like he, he does swipe things off and then just gets back into it, and like life goes on basically. So. He, he, he could not have a better coach at the start of his career mm. at that level than Wayne Bennett. I mean, some young guys wouldn't throw the passes that Blake Taft threw last night. Yeah, the other thing the commentator said was, and you would have noticed this, Darren, is he does take the ground that's on offer. I think he took the ball on the full and made 20 metres. And one of the commentators said that the ground available, he just laps it up uh, with blistering speed. Yeah. Um, Mate, um, in the next week, like, uh, who do you think is going to win this afternoon? And uh, can you imagine your son is about to taste grand final week in Queensland, first time oh, ever? It's, it's, as I said, we keep talking to him, you know, we all use his word as surreal. Like, we can't believe that he's in this opportunity. Like, he never wanted to get his crack in first grade at the cost of Latrell and being suspended. Like, Latrell's a great mate to him and things like that. And, the main thing this weekend, I think, if you, if everyone who is, big, is the main football sort of supporter, you saw that, what that week off does. I think, I think the storm might be just a bit too powerful for the for the Panthers. But back in my day, I'd love to. I want to play every week and keep the momentum going. So I've sort of got a feeling for Penrith, and I've got a feeling for the for the, uh, the for the storm as well. So let them back the shit out of each other. Ooh. Um, that's all right mate because uh, i tell you they certainly did last week Parramatta and penrith uh well well done mate congratulations to the entire family uh enjoy grand final week and uh mate is there anyone else that you guys want to thank specifically for blake being where he is today oh i just said you know we had we're on the central case we had the entrance entrance tigers football club and the birthday football club have been great people, you know, the, the social scenes and uh, just looking after him and all the all the kind kind messages and that from all his mates up there and things like that and like the Oz tag and you know, the things that he just sort of, he got to play with mates that are so true mates to him now that he's been holidaying with and he's gone, you know, it's just unreal the support he's getting, he is doing it, has been doing a little bit tough up there with having no family around him and you know, I hope this week goes goes really quick for him and he gets to that next Sunday night and he just goes berserk, kicks him off. Yeah, yeah, good so. stuff. Uh, let's uh, let's rise as one. Round of applause for uh, Darren Taff and his son Blake Taff through to the National Rugby League Grand Final. First team to book their berth uh, next weekend at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. Darren Taff joining us this morning. We're off to the news. We're back with Adam Kwasnick to talk some EPL, the English Premier League, and also the trainer to the stars, Hayden Knowles, will join us. He's in the Penrith camp in the countdown to this afternoon's prelim final against the Melbourne Storm. Saturdays on the Coast on SEN. Robson Civil Projects. Robson means subdivisions, retirement villages, road, rail and bridges. That's local infrastructure for 60 years. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast on SEN Track. And the last half hour of the show, uh, don't forget the uh, text line 0477 736 736. 
1300 42 15 33 is the open line and we've also got the catch-up podcast mm-hmm. you can listen to any of the guests that we've had big afl special at the top of the show with troy luff and also mark mcveigh who was outstanding this morning uh simply download the sen app and click on the saturdays on the coast catch-up podcast yeah 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 i have you know what it's been a good show so far we've talked you know we've got the afl grand final tonight right and luffy he's tipping melbourne mark mcveigh he tipped the uh, the bulldogs clarky was on he mentioned how south would be out in straight sets three weeks ago so they obviously made their way through the grand final i don't know who else he put the case of death on and this show's about to go to another level because uh, the great or well, one of the mariners all-time greats mm. Adam Kwasnick joins us on the line, the super striker. Quaz, good morning, mate. Good morning, boys. Quaz, I uh, just want to talk to you firstly about the EPL and then we'll talk about your beloved Penrith Panthers and see if they've got any chance. They're rank outsiders in a two-horse race. But first to the EPL, last Saturday night, there was a game I had very little interest in but couldn't drag myself away because Brentford were playing Wolves can you believe it was their first away win in the top flight in 74 years? And they had a ridiculous red card. Uh, one of their defenders was sent off for two infringements. And uh, they held on for a fantastic win. But they go up another level today. They take on uh, Liverpool yeah. later on tonight. Yeah, they're doing doing well, Brentford. Obviously new to the Premier League and uh, go up against it uh, last week against Wolves. But they found a way and... <laughs> You know, you need to, to get those type of results early on to, to sort of set yourself up for the rest of the season. You don't want to find yourself being a newly promoted club uh, down around the bottom of the of the, the league. Otherwise, as the season goes on, it just gets tougher and tougher. There's a clash this, uh, well, today, tonight, actually. Uh, Chelsea taking on Manchester City, well, two of the big clubs uh, in the EPL. How do you see this one playing out, Quaza? Oh, huge game. I mean, Chelsea, you know, they've kept four clean sheets. Um, they've got Romelu Lukaku, who can't stop uh, scoring, up against a Man City outfit that they are they are picking up results without a noted striker. They've got the likes of Sterling, Grealish, Mahrez in attack, but there's no true number nine. So interesting to see how this one plays out. Um, you know, it's, it's last year's Champions League final as well, in which Chelsea got the upper hand. Look, oh, I think this will play out a, a draw. Oh, a draw. There you go. What about Man United taking on Aston Villa? Uh, Ronaldo, he's proven whatever they paid for him, it's worth it, mate. It doesn't matter. He could not play for the rest of the year. They've got their value straight away. Yeah, look, Ronaldo just keeps delivering. Um, you know, despite that, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, he's under a bit of a under a bit of pressure. You know, he, he needs to deliver not only in the Premier League, but in the Champions League, the domestic mm. cup, cup. He's under a bit of pressure, Solskjaer. But he has got Ronaldo and, and, you know, that man, he just keeps delivering uh, game upon game. And, you know, I think uh, Man United will get this one up against Aston Villa quite comfortably. Quaz, it's early in the season, but who have been the surprise package for you so far? Who's been a disappointment and who do you believe have been some of the stars of the show? Yeah, look, I won't say standouts, but, you know, the big four have really gone to another level. I talk about Man City, Man United, uh, Liverpool and Chelsea. Their their games, you watch the the speed of their play, whether it's in transition, um, you know, in possession. They're just so deadly, so clinical. Um, Those four 
Uh, they're just gone to another level. I said last week, I think those four, one of those four will win the Champions League this year as well. Um, you know, it is a tight league this year. I think anyone can beat anyone on their given day. Uh, but I think the, cro- the cream will rise to the top eventually. And I mentioned those big four. I think they'll be there or thereabouts at the end of the season. And then you can have Brighton, Brighton and the Dark Horse. Yeah. yeah. Sitting in yeah, fourth they're, place they're at the moment. Com- yeah, they're coming uh, third at the moment. They've done really, really well. Again, it's a long season. Um, I don't know how well they've recruited. Uh, they've obviously started the season well, which is crucial. Uh, but can they sustain it? You know, it's, it's yet to be seen. We'll just have to wait and, and find out. And, Quaz, one of the powerhouses over the last probably 10, 12 years, um, mm. Arsenal, they find themselves mid-table at the moment. Um, and mm-hmm. just with two wins, they're, they're really struggling. Do you see any positivities for them? Uh, are they a chance of climbing that ladder at all? Yeah, look, I'm a massive Arsenal fan. I, I You know, the, over the summer over there, they, they didn't really say it. Uh, but, you know, let's be honest, I think it's been a bit of a rebuild for them. They've lot of, let a lot of quality players go and they've brought in a lot of youngsters and, you know, they've started the season really, really tough. They've got a North London derby on Monday morning up against Tottenham. Um, you know, those games, you know, you throw form out the window. Um, hopefully, off the back of their two wins that they've had of late, they can get another win. But, uh, you know, who knows what to expect, uh, Tottenham v Arsenal. Now, cause. Let's change gears for a quick second. Steve was just saying you're a big Panthers fan. Of course, the big game coming up mm. this afternoon. Mm. What are your thoughts on them versus the pretty much formidable Storm? They've been in formal season. How are you feeling for the Panthers going into tonight's game? Oh, look, I'm, I'm extremely nervous. Obviously, they're one one game away from the, the big dance, um, but they're playing Melbourne Storm, and we all know what they can deliver, you know, week upon week, and and it's in particular, the big games, Melbourne really step up. They've had the week off. But, you now I don't mind being the underdogs. I'm going to have a bit of a small wager on the Panthers. And, you know, I hope, I really do hope the likes of Cleary and uh, To'o and, and those guys, they can get to another grand final. And I don't think they will make the same mistake again if they are to make that grand final. Mm, you've heard it here first. Is that all you've got? You've heard it here first. Like, oh, look, I've got to say... Just, just some kind of little... Uh, something above a moan, that was. Quaz is probably one of the very few uh, outside of Penrith supporters um, that actually believe Penrith can win tonight. Well, he's a, a Penrith supporter. I know he is, but, I mean, they're the only people that actually believe that they can win, hey, I've got hey, to say. Quaz, uh, just back to football, was Matty Ryan, Matty Ryan in the news yesterday, the former Mariners goalkeeper and the Socceroos keeper? Yeah, he made his um, his debut for, for his new club, Rio Sociedad. Um, real interesting one, Steve-O. They've done quite well, Rio Sociedad, today. I think they've played six games. In those six games, they've kept four clean sheets. The the keeper that was there before Matty uh, Romero is a Spanish keeper. They basically dropped him. That goes to show you how much they think of Matty Ryan. They had a win yesterday, 3-2 against Granada. Um, but Matty, he's got, he's got some uh, big... Big boots to fill there with Ramiro, who's done a good job early on for Rio Sociedad. So let's hope Matty Ryan can continue that form for his new club. I guess what it does show you how cutthroat soccer is. Like you've had four clean sheets and you still get dumped. Like my goodness. Yeah, incredible. Um, the game yesterday, look, Rio Sociedad were, were quite comfortable all along, Matty made some good saves. You know, he's represented his country quite well. They're off, you know, 10 wins in a row, the Socceroos. And um, Rio Sergio mm. did 
they brought him in for a reason and they started him yesterday and uh, thank God for Matty, you know, they've got the result and now he can just move on and, and become the real number one at Rio. So see that. Yeah, fantastic, Quaz. Uh, great to have you on the show, mate. Good luck to you, Penny Panthers, later on this afternoon. Uh, and a pleasure, absolute pleasure to have you on our show this morning. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. One of the all-time greats, mm. Adam Kwasnick. What a what a star he was. He was a star, wasn't he? I enjoy watching him. Do you know he's he's one of the uh, first people I ever served my first job at Glory Jeans at Batter Bay. He used to come in before the games um, every weekend and have a vanilla latte, sit in the same seat, have sprinkles, whipped cream, caramel <laughs> sauce, and I used to serve him. I was about 16 or 17 uh, every week. He had such yeah, a routine. Yeah, right. Is, is that your tradition, Quaz? What was that? Oh, we just went down memory well, lane. Tell us again, Jess. Because I remember I used to work with Gloria Jeans at Bad Bay and used to come in with a pretty um, set ritual before your games or maybe after your training in the week, used to come in for the same. Was it a vanilla latte? Let's see how good my memory is. Oh, you're, you're spot on. Yeah, very vanilla latte. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Something, something along the lines of sprinkles. What was that all about? <laughs> they, yeah, they used to give you sprinkles and whipped cream and caramel sauce on the sidebar yeah. too. Star yeah. treatment. Oh, wow. Gloria Jeans. For Adam Kwasnick. Hey, we'll go, we'll go to a break here. We'll come back in a moment with uh, Panthers trainer Hayden Knowles and get the lowdown on Penrith in the countdown to the big one this afternoon against the Melbourne Storm. Saturdays on the coast on SEN. Robson Civil Projects. Robson means subdivisions, retirement villages, road, rail and bridges. That's local infrastructure for 60 years. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast on SEN Track. Yeah, thanks again to all of our guests this morning. And uh, don't forget the catch-up podcast. Simply download the SEN app and click on Saturdays on the Coast. Mm. Eight hours, 26 minutes, 10 seconds away from the first bounce in the AFL Grand Final. Melbourne chasing their first Grand Final in how long, do you? 57 years. Against the Western Bulldogs, Optus Stadium in Perth. I've had the pleasure of working there on numerous occasions. It is one of the world's best stadiums. And what about their lineup? Uh, one of my favourite artists, John Butler Trio, is mm. playing. Eskimo uh, Joe. Yeah, so a real festival over there. And uh, uh, what caught your eye this week, folks? Uh, firstly to you, Jess. Uh, I mean, biased, but I can't go past the surfing. It's been back-to-back nights i like that it's on in the night time over in the states so the u.s open that's been massive for me i love mm. it it's the it's the teaser for the preseason for 22. i've got to say i've been not that i've been watching it but uh, you know here on the radio how the local people are performing over there molly uh what's the other young macy guy? macy and Philippa. and the what's it carmichael wait carmichael, wait, carmichael. Mm. I, you know, from, I just go, you know what, it's amazing how many top surfers we have along this coastline here. It's just phenomenal. And it's great to hear that they're doing all so well. Yeah, we're so concentrated here on the Central yeah. Coast too. We have the thickest, the deepest pool of it. There's just, yeah. Ace is still... Time. Yeah, there. Ace is still a top. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just phenomenal. Final guest of the morning. And uh, I dare say, well, I'd like to know whether he's nervous, how he's feeling this morning, whether he's... Uh, you know, maybe quietly confident that they can pull off an ambush. I would suggest cool as a cucumber. Yeah, that's that's our man. Let's go to Hayden Knowles, who's the uh, trainer with the Penrith Panthers and, of course, one of the world's best trainers. Uh, H, good morning, mate. And how are you feeling on game day with the countdown on to the match against the Melbourne Storm? Yeah, good morning, everyone. Uh, pretty good, mate. Pretty good. I uh, I usually stay pretty calm and, you know, I'm not the one making the tackles or running in the brick walls of Melbourne Storm. I'll be 
just playing my role, but I always have great confidence in the work our boys have done. Not only in prep this week, but from day one of pre-season. Um, you know, dating back to a camp we had down there on the central coast uh, by the Hawkesbury. What, what is that little island I took them to? We had a little little camp D- down Dango there. Dango Island? Um, yeah, we had something down there in the pre-season. It was beautiful. Mate. Mm. But, yeah, so from day one, from day one of pre-season... I'm totally confident in our boys. So, yeah, I stay pretty calm. Mate, I could imagine you would. All I would suggest to you tonight is that make sure that you don't, or at least you get to the player first before you tell the referee to call time off. <laughs> uh, we saw that last well, week, that... and you know what? If you have, what about last night? Because they should have stopped the game oh, last night. Kippy, like, like that was so dangerous. And uh, H, what were your thoughts of last night and the win by South Sydney, thirty-six to sixteen? Yeah, I thought it was you know, well-deserved by them. They've had a great season and obviously prepared well as well. I I, I really like seeing Benji Marshall um, finish. I don't know if he's finishing his career, but I really like seeing the emotion on him after the game. I was privileged enough to work with Benji and Wayne Bennett way back in mm. 2008 with the Kiwi team where I, I watched them forge a, a pretty special relationship back then. And it, it's pretty cool to see 13 years later they're together again and you always like seeing stories like that. Um, I'm not happy that they beat us the other week, but uh, hopefully mm. we get another crack at them. H, there's been plenty of talk this week about the Panthers and whether they are, you know, running on empty, whether they're out of gas, and, you know, knowing you the way I do, I know that that's not the case. I, I just believe that they've actually been in some really tough games over the last couple of weeks. And you expect that this time of year. How do you go into, you know, getting these guys up again and ensuring that they're ready to go? This is, you know, your area of expertise. Yeah, well, I mean, that is a good debate, and only tonight will tell. Um, mm. We feel we're hard, and we feel we've, we're, you know, there's no better preparation than the game we played last week. It, you yep. can't train any better than that. That's the best training possible. So we believe we've got better mm-hmm. preparation. and then, And then, obviously, we had to freshen up after it. I mean, they... Uh, the opposition had an opportunity to freshen up by not playing, but um, you know we had to freshen up by not training as much this week. So, yep. yeah, only time will tell on that one, Mick. But as you know, it's a it's a balancing act, and keeping players mentally and physically fresh this time of year is a priority for everyone. And we believe we've done it the right way. It's going to be handy having Brian Toho back. He's uh, such a big part. Uh, of the Panthers lineup, especially when it comes to, you know, metres. He's, you know, averaging 200, 220 odd metres a, a game. He's certainly a big plus to have coming back into that squad. And not only, obviously, that the metres and the physicality and the, the courage he plays with, but just his energy and how much, mm. uh, dare I say, love the boys have for him, you know. Like everyone here just loves him and they play for him and he plays for them, and that's what makes special teams. Yeah, I, you know what, I look at you know what he does bring, and I think it's so important you talk about that enthusiasm, that level of energy that he brings. He is phenomenal, and I think, I think we're going to see Jerome Luai just grow a little bit extra tonight. He's probably been a little bit disappointed with where he's been at, but to have his buddy yeah. there alongside him. You know, you know I, I think that um, the fact that the Panthers are underdogs, Adam Kwasnick just said it a mm. moment ago, they will relish this yep. because they've been favourites. I mean, they've only lost a couple of games in the last few years. Uh, mate, what do you think, H, what will the final words be 
from Ivan Cleary before this side goes out. And let's hope that we just see Penrith just... I mean, the talent within this squad, you said at Buttes a couple of weeks ago, they've all played origin footy this year. Mm. I would not write the Panthers off in this in this game, but they've got to start well against the Melbourne Storm. What are, what are the final words from Ivan Cleary, do you believe? Yeah, he stays pretty calm. Um, he'll hand over to his his leaders in... Uh, and Nathan and Yoey, um, he has a lot of faith in them. And then he'll he'll, he'll be real process based. He won't be. Uh, I mean, there's, there's enough hunger there. They that's inside him. They, we don't need to light too much fire there. That's there. Um, he'll he'll talk about the process. Yeah. And look, I'm really looking forward to the clash, mate. Thanks for your time, H. We appreciate, it, especially going into game day. Uh, we know how important it is, mate, but uh, we really do thank you for your time and good luck to the Panthers tonight. Grand final on the line. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, awesome <laughs> thanks, to have H thanks, on the guys. show. All the best. Hayden Knowles, one of the world's best trainers. Thanks to Jess Grimwood for joining us, who's you, uh, been an Australian surfing representative. Uh, we're watching Geordie Garner, oh, who's mm, now yeah. on the 18th. I, I think he got a he's birdie. A, I think yeah, he got a birdie. His, yeah. his dad wearing a uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs shirt. Uh, good luck to Melbourne and Western Bulldogs later on today. Good luck to yeah. Penrith and Melbourne in the NRL. We'll catch you next Saturday. Saturday's on the coast on SEN.